You are listening to The Pilgrim on the 405 with Will Christ. Join him as he and his guests discover how businesses thrive in California. Well, welcome to The Pilgrim on the 405. We're going to have a great conversation today. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine and uh, a mentor, Ira Rosen. Ira Rosen has been entrepreneur for a little bit longer than I have. He's been an entrepreneur for 50 years. And uh, Ira has, he's done everything, sold businesses, uh, started businesses, and now he's working with uh, some wonderful people in Arizona, has created a system for working with LinkedIn and providing the kind of motivation, education, and support to help people get conversations going. So welcome, Ira. Well, Will, thank you so much. And um, I was looking forward to this uh, all week. So I'm, I'm excited. And my intention here is to really have everybody walk away with some uh, real, with a lot of nuggets that they can implement like immediately. Good. Well, that's, that's what uh, most people want in this world. Now, let me tell you a little bit about, about how I, what's been going on with me for the past, since January. That, you know, in January, I think I got my book written, right? The book, uh, um, how to you know, get everybody on the same page to get what you want from your business. And, and so after I got the book published, it, I began to feel like, given COVID constraints, that my office is now at home in my study, I began to feel the walls closing in on me. Like, I, I, you know, it's like, where are my new people? Where am I having new conversations? And then it dawned on me, it dawned on me that um, I had 12,000 people in my LinkedIn group, right? 12,000 people. And the next message was, um, well, every one of those people on your LinkedIn contact list either asked you for a conversation or you asked them for a conversation. When I got that, that insight, then it, it was like, oh, I have a virtual networking meeting that I can enter anytime I want to. And there are literally 12,000 people that I, I can talk to. And that just opened up the world for me. <laughs> it's that's a lot of people. I mean, <clears throat> think about it. If you're to put twelve thousand people in a stadium, you know, like th that's you know, there's a lot of stadiums that would that would you know, be capacity. Yes. Um, yes. So it's and then the average person knows hundreds of people these days more than that because of the internet. Right. So it's really vast. And so you and I talked about this before. If only one percent of those of those ten thousand people, or was it twelve thousand? Twelve thousand, yes. Twelve thousand. That's one hundred and twenty people would be your clients. That's just one percent. That's right. And and so the question to my mind was, it was similar to the first time that I went to a networking meeting. What do I do? Right. And right. and and I realized that I had not responded to those people because. I said, the only reason they're talking to me is because they want to sell me something, which then the next 
the next thought was, oh, and that's why I don't want to talk to them because I'm just trying to tell, sell them something. But when I got beyond that and said, wait a minute, what got you into this conversation was you want to have conversations with people. It's not a matter of, of, of selling them something. It's a matter of having a conversation. And, you know, that changed it for me. Uh, and, and this was before we met. Then I went and created a, 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 a message that I could put on LinkedIn that simply said, hey, Ira, I've been, I, I've been a delinquent in, in responding to requests for conversations on LinkedIn. A conversation with you would be awesome. If you want to talk, pick out a time from my calendar that's convenient with you at calendly.com forward slash Will Christ. Looking forward to a great conversation, Will. Do you know that, I, oh, and then I sent it to uh, the people who had contacted me in the last 90 days. Within two days, I had five conversations in my calendar. Wow. And then wow. it just kept up. And then two weeks later, it was up to 10. And now I'm wondering, how am I going to have all these conversations? Because my time is limited. <laughs> That's a great problem to have. So, so the program that you got was called the Calendar Buster. And so I was talking to someone about, they said, how'd you get that name? Or well, our goal is, is to have so many appointments in your calendar that we, we bust your calendar. That's right. And, and what, what, what I did after that happened, then that's when I discovered you and discovered you and Corey have the system and the technology and the support so that it's not just me having to come up with it on my own, because frankly, I'm not a systems person. I love systems, but I don't create them. And so when I can find a system that works that's how I got my book written for 30 years. I had a master's degree, I wrote, did a master's degree at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst in composition and English. But, <laughs> and then I came out thinking, well, you know, I should write a book. I should write a book. But every time I'd sit down, it was all of these questions, all of these thoughts, totally disorganized. But last August, when I discovered Steve Gordon, who is now a very good friend of mine, said, Will, I have a system. And when I got into his portal, it was do this, do this, do this, do this. And literally, literally a month later, my book was there, published on Amazon. I love it. So it's a system for me. And, and uh, you know, I think most people, most people really do appreciate having a system that works. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've been at this for 12 years. <clears throat> and so this is a time tested um, platform. And one of the things that we do is we've had the luxury of, uh, of sending out millions of messages over the years. So we have all this data of all these messages over all these years. So we're constantly a B split testing everything. So we know what works. And what doesn't work, what worked a year ago, which is very interesting, does not work now. We get a lot of people that come to us, well, I tried LinkedIn and it didn't really work for me. Then we take a look at what they were sending out and we understood immediately why they were not getting responses. Right. It is a relationship driven platform. The other thing that we have 
that you've experienced, and we talked before the show about this, is we have some automation tools where you will save about three hours a day because you can send out 100 connection requests. That takes a lot of time manually, so you just press that button. What's interesting about automation, just a little side note, in the early 1900s, Henry Ford, once he figured out how to build a car, it took him 12 hours. <laughs> then he got... Then he got very creative, and actually to this day, it, it was genius. He came up with the assembly line. He got it down to under 30 minutes. Today, which we're talking about processes, systems, and leverage and automation. You got it today, it's under 52 seconds. Every 52 seconds, Ford Motor Company produces a car somewhere around the world. Wow. So it just shows you the power of leverage, the power of scale. But that's really what we do. The other thing we want to do is we want to educate people, but we want to inspire them and motivate them mm-hmm. because it's not just here are these tools, but we really want to we want to take that person down on this journey so that you have hope, uh, you're you can see the future, and we, and then the most important thing is confidence. You have the confidence in your marketing, and I know. Will, how important that is. You and I have talked about that. Knowing and having the certainty you're going to, you look into the future and it's a Monday morning, you can see your calendar, you've got all these people to talk to. You know, with 100% certainty, you're going to have a lot of great conversations all mm-hmm. week. Well, and speaking of confidence, was exactly what I was thinking about it as you were talking because. Here's two examples of what I always feared and which always stopped me if I ever had the, the scent of that. You know, using a system, sending out a, a request for a conversation. I got back from two people uh, and both of them were in business development, sales. Uh, one was local here in Orange County. Another was in uh, uh, Northboro, Massachusetts. I know them both very well. And both of them came back with a similar message. And it says, oh, it sounds like you have hired somebody to send out all of these uh, LinkedIn messages. What is this about, Will? Right? Well, before I would have shrunk up and said, oh, I've done something wrong. This is a bad thing to do. But because I was clear about what I was doing, I wrote back to them about a, you know, maybe a two paragraph message that simply said, hey, I'm looking for conversations with people who are struggling with the kind of things that I can help them with. This is the best that I can do right now, and I'm learning how to do it. I really appreciate your response. Sure. And went on to have a conversation with them. Neither one of them responded to that. But for me, it was a declaration of, I'm right. doing this. This is not a bad thing. And I'm not trying to hurt you. And probably if I'd been a little more astute because I, didn't, I didn't, hadn't learned how to use LinkedIn to say, I, I don't want vice presidents. <laughs> I only want presidents or right, CEOs. Right. But, but so they slipped in, but nevertheless, it really challenged me to own what I'm doing. And it's, it's all, you know, mindset, you know, we play two games every day as entrepreneurs and being an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. You got to be made 
made of steel. You got to be mentally tough, but you got your inner game and you got your outer game Mm -hmm. and your inner game is the self-talk. And, you know, we have these belief systems. And so what you've been able to do is really modify your belief system regarding marketing, because our upbringing sometimes, uh, depending on, you know, your family and whatever, it's all, you know, it's all uh, environmental is you, you might have that thing in your head about, well, I don't want to impose, I don't want to be rude, I don't want to be pushy, I don't want to be salesy, and sales can have a, a negative connotation. Uh, so it's really, uh, I like to come from a place of value mm-hmm. and where you're solving their problem. Um, when I'm talking to people, I actually, uh, I f- if someone doesn't become my client, there's a small part of me that actually feels bad for them. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm taking them, I'm taking them out of their problem, out of their pain. Just like if you went to, you woke up in the middle of the night, and you had this horrific toothache, and you went to a emergency dental clinic, and here's this guy. He got out of bed just to meet you, uh, to he had to extract that tooth, and it was it was it was killing you literally. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, normally if you're in my office during the day, this would probably be about about you know probably a hundred dollars. But mm-hmm. because you got me out of bed and here I am and I had to leave my beautiful bride, uh, mm-hmm. I got to charge you a thousand dollars. Now, what you can do is you can I got an opening tomorrow at about five o'clock at the end of the day because I'm jammed up or we could do it right now for a thousand bucks. So you can either you can keep your money and keep your toothache till the end of the day tomorrow or right. I can fix it right now. Well, if you're in enough pain, you say, just pull the tooth. And I want to be out of pain. Right. 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 So, so for those of you that are listening as entrepreneurs, you've got to really, you've got to go back. You've got to get resold on why you're doing it and what you're doing and how you're helping clients. And you've got to really enter the conversation in their head that they're having with themselves is the pain that they're going to be in if they don't become your client. Cause you're a fixer, you're a problem solver. And you mm-hmm. have to look at it like that. You're not a salesperson. You're a consultant taking them out of that situation that they'd rather pay the money than have the problem. But yeah, and, and, and you know, uh, what I learned from David Sandler and from the Sandler system after training it, being a trainer for 18 years, it starts off with, gee, I don't want to be a salesman. To move right. from that, and David Sandler was very clear, being a salesperson is a profession. It's not a hobby. It's not right. something you do if you can't do anything else. It is right. a profession. And, and, and the first step was there is a system for helping people to get in touch with what they often live in denial of, which is their pain and their inability to solve it. All right. There has to be a kind of a trust built, an environment of trust, a context where they can share with you without feeling like they're going to be you know, hurt by you. They're not going to be manipulated by you. So that first step, creating that context and recognizing that's having a conversation is the first step. And, it, and, and then uh, learning that there are techniques to help people get in touch with what they're feeling. Now, what I discovered was that that along the way for every new person into the training program, there was a time when they were spending more time on doing the technique 
than they were in paying attention to the people. And right. so it felt a little strange. But as they begin to allow that learning to become the way that they are rather than what they do, you know, when that inquiry becomes part of their personality rather than just a technique that they use, that that becomes much more comfortable for everybody. And so it's, it's learning the technique. And then after I learn it, then I begin to use it in a way that it becomes me. And so what I'm discovering is that LinkedIn, at this moment, I'm learning the technique. And I believe that there will be a time in the near future when that's simply the way that I communicate with people. Yeah. And there's certain languaging that you're learning right now. Uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to communicate with people. And the competition out there right now, because of COVID and all the things that have happened, people are now online that weren't online before. The competition is fierce. You've got to be able to really, you've got to be able to tell your story in a compelling way. You've got to give amazing value. And, you know, talking a little bit about to your point regarding the sales process, which, you know, I've been a student and a teacher of for 50 years. Robert Kiyosaki said it best. He says, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, the number one thing you must learn and master is, you know, selling, you know, the mm -hmm. power of influence, the power of persuasion. Uh, you, you really need to learn that because you can have a great system and a process like what we have, but also uh, the selling is, is, is part of that as well. And really at the end of the day, and Will, I know you would agree with this a thousand percent, essentially they're buying you and they get your services for free. <laughs> they got to connect with you. I, You've got to, they got, and you, you said the magic word, trust. Trust right now is the new currency. You cannot move people forward unless you have that. The connectivity, uh, the trust, the common ground, uh, and, and really been able to really make people feel comfortable and obviously like you and have, have that rapport. Because unless you have those elements, you might have the best product there is, but if they don't trust that you're the best person to give them that solution, even though they might even go somewhere else where maybe the solution is maybe not quite as good, but mm -hmm. they trust that person more and like that person more, that person's going to get, that other person will get the business. Well, here's an example, you know, just discovering people. This is a, a fellow uh, in New York. Uh, so how would I ever walk into a, a networking meeting and find, uh, you know, a consultant in New York? So had a conversation. I mean, I, you know, I sent my series of messages to him and he wrote back and he responded and he said, interesting interesting right so i responded to him i said interesting means dot 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 number one it's a nice way of of saying thanks but no thanks right number two i'm way too busy to even deal with this or number three i'd like to find out a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing and then i said at the bottom you pick will I love it. He texted me back through LinkedIn and said, let's talk. So I sent him my, you know, my uh, Calendly link. We talked and he said, you know, Will, I just want to tell you at the beginning, 
The reason that we're talking is because that was a very creative way of challenging me. He said, I'd never heard that before. Yeah. And, you know, he is going to introduce me to a client of his in California who needs some help. Isn't that something? Amazing. That's a great story. And, you know, I think creativity is everything because when you get in situations like that, you really want to be able to think outside the box and not sound like everybody else. And the more unique and memorable you can be because you don't want to just blend in. Right now, um, I was talking about this earlier today, good is not good enough. (laughs) Right. right. It just isn't. Good will not win right now. It's got to be awesome. People have to really, they got to level up and they've got to, you know, what, and and really self-assess, what are the things that I can do that make me stand out where I'm the obvious choice, where people really are magnetically drawn to me? All right. So let me ask, let me ask, you know, there's a book back up here on my shelf called uh, Power, uh, the, the, what is it? The 21 Laws of Power, right? You've probably Mm -hmm. read it. And, and, and there, the same fellow wrote uh, books on, you know, how to pick up women in a bar. Right. All right. And, and it's all, here's the technique for doing that. Now I'm wondering, it seems to me that the, the, that there are certainly techniques that I could use to make me stand out, but I'm wondering if the most effective way of standing out is being absolutely authentically myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's refreshing because a lot of people do not have the confidence to put themselves out there where, because when you're completely authentic, you are a little bit vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And, and what you have to do is get really okay with putting yourself out there because that that's what that's what resonates with people and that's what builds trust because they're thinking this person said something that was really they kind of opened up to me mm-hmm. and you know what because they did that i i i like that i i believe i could trust that person intuitively and mm-hmm. that's really the conversation that people have with themselves so you're absolutely right somebody once said you know regarding speakers or even not for speakers but for anybody uh, when you tell your story, it's not only who you are and how you help people, but why do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. You know, what is your why? And you know, what is your why? What led you to do what you do while you're helping people? Even if the story has some some bumps bumps in the road, that really resonates with people even more. Somebody once said, "Your mess becomes your message." <laughs> right yeah. yeah and there's something about confidence there that allowed me in that particular yeah. instance to respond to those two people who i could have seen as naysayers or critics but i i didn't see them as that way i simply saw them as as giving me feedback and and recognizing well they're not my target market so that was part of it uh, but also being able to respond to that with the same kind of authenticity and caring about them rather sure. than just dismissing it. And so what I'm finding is that, you know, that, that using a system that's going to generate responses that I am now assiduously 
and, and with discipline, answering every single response that I get. Nice, nice. Because at the end of the day, we all know it's a numbers game, you know, and you want to be talking to the right people. In the same way that working out at a gym is a numbers game or walking is a numbers game, right? Yeah, the, the, the persistence of it. There's persistence. At the same time, doing this, walking or working out at the gym builds confidence in me and, and it builds a familiarity. And I think the discipline of, of, of responding to every, every message that I get, every response that I get on uh, LinkedIn focuses me and, and creates some authenticity in me that, that builds over time with all the things that I'm using yeah. LinkedIn to do. Yeah. And you know, you, you, you brought up a word that I use all day long and I think about it all day long, which is discipline. Discipline is a muscle, just like a bicep. The more you use it, you know, the better it gets, the stronger it gets. A person without discipline is really, well, Gandhi said it best, a mind without discipline is a mind that suffers. So it's, it's really when you have discipline, you're going to be able to have success. And it's really self-love because mm -hmm. if you don't have discipline. It's really nothing great ever got accomplished without discipline. It's like when you go that extra mile, no one else is on there because you mm -hmm. did those extra little things. And so the successful people do what the unsuccessful people find inconvenient, don't want to do. So um, you're right. And the more you keep doing this, Will, I'm glad that we're talking about this because every entrepreneur, if you're going to have success, you've got to have fire in the belly mm -hmm. and you've got to have massive discipline and also persistence. And of course, focus. Mm -hmm. So, you know, PDF, persistence, discipline, focus, but um, the fact that you're responding back to each person uh, is really is interesting because there's two ways to look at it. One is, well, no, I don't want to, I don't want to put that little bit of extra effort in, but you know, you're planting seeds right now. And of course, all of it's like, it reminds me of the bamboo uh, tree. They, when they, they plant that bamboo tree, you don't see anything for five years. Nothing. <laughs> right. You don't right, see right. anything. Right. And then all of a sudden on, you know, uh, year five, you know, you see something come out of the ground and about goes up about two or three inches. Yeah. And then about four or five days later, it goes up about a foot. And then about a week later, you know, six feet. Mm -hmm. But for right. five, for five years, nothing. Now you're not going to have to wait five years, but right. my point being there takes, a, there's got to be a certain amount of patience along with discipline to make it all. It's like going to the gym you can't go in there in one weekend and expect to, you know, come out and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, I, I think that very often we externalize what the, the path is. You know, somehow we got to learn a technique out there. Somehow we got to uh, spend time with them uh, for that five years, that, that growth to happen. Right. Right. I want to suggest that, that maybe that's true, but also equally true is we are refining ourselves in the process. We are becoming more authentic. We're becoming more comfortable in our skin. Now, there's, a, there's, a, there's always a discipline, a system that somebody can help us to get started with. 
But ultimately, I had to tell every salesperson, and I have to tell every EOS client now, I'm going to teach you the system for about two years, and I'm going to be, be on you about following the system. At some point, it is be going, it's going to become you. It will be in your DNA. Then it becomes your custom way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And while you can always honor EOS as the, the system that got you to be authentically yourself, that system will give you a customization, a reality that's always been there, but is now more productive, more profitable, and a lot more fun. Yeah, what you're really helping that person do, which is extremely valuable. That's why you and I really connected so 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 well in the very, very beginning, because I immediately got what you're doing. What you're helping clients do is you're helping them rewire their, their brain, mm-hmm. old behavior with new behavior, which mm-hmm. is what a gift to give somebody. And you're helping them become the best version of themselves. That's right. We're all, we're all different. We're completely different than we were a year ago because we're, we're, we, you know, we're on this relentless pursuit of becoming the best version of ourselves. It's like a, like a diamond. You keep mm-hmm. polishing it and polishing it and polishing it. And over a period of time, it, it just gets brighter and shines more. And we're the same way. So it's really, I mean, think about it this way. If you get just a little bit better at one thing, Every day in one year, you got better 365 times. But that, that's what Dan Sullivan, Dan Sullivan said, uh, right. he taught me this. He said, he said, Will, look at this. When you take a look at your 25 year picture, where do you want to be 25 years from now? Right. He said, make it as big as you want. But then think about that. If you're looking at every 90 days, Every 90 days, that's four times 25, a hundred, you have a hundred quarters in there. You only have to move forward 1% every quarter. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Bingo. Bam. That's right. You just stay on that every 90 days, one quarter. I mean, 1%, move 1%. That's not a whole lot. No. And it's going to get a lot faster because that's just the way that it happens. But it certainly puts it in a great perspective. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, I'm glad we're talking about this because as entrepreneurs, we want, we want everything yesterday. That's kind of how we're wired. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you there's got to be an element of patience. And it's like the, it's like the, uh, the river did not, carve out, you know, the river did not become alive and carve itself out because uh, through the rock, because of its power. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was because of the persistence of the water. Yes. Uh, Yes. Consistency and persistency. I'm I'm listening to a wonderful audio book now by uh, called uh, Braiding Sweetgrass. And this is a, a, a native woman who's also a PhD uh, in biology and in uh, ethnobiology specifically. And so right now I'm listening to her talk about lichen and rocks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what lichen does to those rocks over millions of years 
is they begin to grind it down. But just think about the fungus on there that's you know living in a symbiosis with another species, and and the the, the fungus is generating acid to get minerals from the rock. That's amazing. And it's millions amazing. of years. And it's, you know, it's, that's just what it does. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> we're talking a long time. And, and, and in a sense, what, what I think we're doing as well is we're becoming more authentic. We can put a big vision out there, but the, the more we are focused on that, the more explicit it's going to be and the more we're going to understand it better. It's going to become technicolor rather than black and white. Yep. And, and, and it's inspiring, but it's also helping us to become more of who we really want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you brought up the magic word focus. Um, focus is so critically important because we have never been distracted more than we are right now. Mm. Um, it's just because of all the uncertainty, you know, the fear that's out there. And so focus is like uh, extremely valuable. And so one of my favorite analogies of focus is if you take a magnifying glass here in Arizona in the summertime and you put it on a piece of paper for two minutes, you're going to have a fire. Yeah. The sun's <laughs> right. rays are focused into that small area. Now, remove the magnifying glass and let it sit out there, not for two minutes, but for eight hours. At the end of the day, all you have is a warm piece of paper. Right. So right. if things aren't going quite the way you would like them to be, you know, hit the reset button, take a deep breath, take a step back and say, okay, how can I be the magnifying glass? How can I be more focused? And nine out of 10 times, that's going to take you where you want to be. Well, what I'm learning from the Flow Collective, and this is Steve Kotler, right. uh, and, and, and what, what I'm learning from him is that one way of becoming focused is to start eliminating the distractions. Yes. And it's as simple as, it's as simple as, as turning off notifications on my phone. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's asking my assistant to take out all of the, you know, unsubscribe all of these things. I mean, one little star and it's unsubscribed. She'll take care of that tomorrow. And, and it's, it's really eliminating all those things, you know, during the election at the lead up to the election, I was very much involved with it emotionally and was contributing to the side that I wanted to win. And when that was over, I wanted to let it go. But the fact that I had contributed meant that I was a giver in somebody's mind. And I still get emails every day about, if you don't, this won't happen. And, right. and, I, and it's difficult to turn that off, right? Yeah. It's I get really those same emails. It's really difficult to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, that, that's over for right now. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've got other things to do. <laughs> and, oh. But it's, it's getting rid of, it's eliminating that, those distractions. So here's a really cool uh, success hack. When you, before you go to bed at night or like, you know, the last couple hours of the day, you write down your top three or four things you want to accomplish the next day. Okay. Then you write out another list, the not to do list, <laughs> things okay. not okay. to do. Now you do this the night before, not in the morning of the reason being your subconscious mind does not sleep even, even though you do. And so you're 
subconscious mind is sort of like a little puppy dog. It wants to please you. And so you go to sleep, you got this list of what not to do. And then you have your top, you know, three things that are really high priority, urgent money making things. And you wake up in the morning and you really have clarity, more clarity than you normally would, because it's easy to have a little bit of brain frog in the morning, it takes you a couple hours to kind of get your momentum. But that's something that I've done for years. It, it, that little thing really makes a difference. Well, that's good. That's good. Gino Wickman is a genius at a lot of things. And one of the things he says is, you know, sit down. He said, you know, get your 10 year plan out there and every day think about it. So, okay. And he also said every night, look at what you're going to do the next morning, the next day. All right. Get clear about that. And, and what he doesn't say is what you just got through saying is also take a look at what you don't want to do what you're not going to do and i think that's a good i think that's a good addition to my uh, my evening evening discipline yeah it's um because there's a thing called um you know it's a you know there's a time time vampires there's energy vampires and there's focus vampires but you got to watch all that because and you really got to guard your psyche because you've got all these external things trying to pull your attention away and all the your energy and your time and you've got to guard it like the same way you'd guard your money mm-hmm. and be very careful about, you know, the things you think about and what are your morning rituals that get you in that right place. Uh, you and I talked a little bit about that before, but, yeah. you know, there's a, that's what makes being an entrepreneur so, so exciting is there's so many things that we can do every day to get us in that peak state so we can really function at our highest level. Well, so can I ask you, can I ask you a tough question? Mine to be so tough, but it's a revealing question. Yes. I mean, you, you've been very successful, right? Thank you. I All have. Right. I've been fortunate. Well, okay. As my wife would say, you have worked hard for that fortunate experience. Yes, I have. All right. Now, what do you want to do? Where do you want to be 10 years from now? Oh, that, that's, that's a hard, that's a great question. So, where I want to be, and I thought about, I'm thinking about this all the time, actually, mm-hmm. because I was thinking about this just yesterday. In 10 years, I want to be doing similar, the same thing I'm doing right now, maybe at a scaled back pace, mm-hmm. but still doing the same thing because I was retired 15 years ago. I sold the company, didn't have to work anymore. And I had, a, I really had this void. Uh, and I lasted three months and then I tapped out <laughs> and then I go, all right, I got to do, I got more gas in the tank. So yeah. I know from already being there and doing that because it really, everything is energy. Your age is, you're really not your age, you're your energy. Mm-hmm. And so I know I'm real in touch with myself. So I know that what I do keeps me young, keeps me energized and I'm helping people and when you're giving to others and serving others and will, I know that's exactly where you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your life. That's what it's about. That's when you're really, when you're contributing to others, that's really the key to happiness, peace mm-hmm. of mind, mm-hmm. and really feeling you're giving value to the world. So when you stop doing that, I think there's a big void. Um, I don't think there is a, they've done all, all kinds of studies on that. Oh yeah. So people, you know, unless you're digging ditches for a living, um, and if you love what you're doing, just keep doing it. You know, right, if you feel right. fulfilled now, if you don't like what you're doing, then find something you can get passionate about. Right. To me, 
I, I have said for many years that there is no such thing as retirement. Yes. And Dan Sullivan supported that too. He said, we don't use the R word around here, but that was yeah. long after I had put this together. And what I tell people is let's get clear. There's no such thing as retirement. There's one of two things. You either have the next project or death. Yeah. Amen. You get to choose. You get to choose. Amen. Amen. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a great, that's a great way to, to sum up this, this, this call here today, because that says it all just, yeah. and, and, and the other thing is you've always got to be moving forward because we're, everything is in a constant state of flux and change. Uh, do you realize that a shark in the ocean, if it's not moving forward, it will not survive in that ocean. If right. it goes backward, it will perish. We have to be moving forward all the time. Where we want to get a little bit better every day. Um, you know, I've I've told people all the time, I haven't peaked yet. You know, <laughs> I, I I haven't peaked. And I, well, if and you I, peak, then you're going to go down. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. So I'm. So every. So I'm. I'm a better version of myself today than I was, say, 30 days ago or a year ago. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I know you are as well, because you're yeah. always working on yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been wonderful, Ira. This is great. This is the first of several times we're going to get together and talk about this stuff. Absolutely. Well, it would be fun for me to come back and kind of pick up on where we left off. But, sure. uh, you know, and thank you for doing, doing this for the entrepreneurial community. People right now desperately are looking for, you know, there's, there's more questions than answers. And, uh, programs like this uh, are extremely valuable because it gives people perspective because it could be very, uh, very lonely and very isolating as an entrepreneur, particularly right now in this environment, because programs like yours give people other things, other things they'll view and think about how you see the world differently. Yeah. Well, that comes back to the authenticity, doesn't it? Oh, Absolutely. That, Absolutely. That's, that's the authenticity. And, and that's, that's a, a, the entrepreneurs are a version of, of, of creators. Uh, Very I, much so. I just finished listening uh, two hours ago to Yo-Yo Ma. Uh, Yo-Yo Ma has a, a brand new uh, piece on Audible. It's called Audible Original. And he is literally talking about his life with some cello music in it but he's talking about four phases of his life and then he winds up saying here i am out in the berkshires in my cabin and i'm thinking about us as a nation we have choices and those choices that we make will make our future and he talks about that for about 5 10 15 minutes and here's this musician talking about how his life has prepared him and led him to making that kind of contribution to the conversation. Wow. I was just blown away. Wow. Just blown away. You got to listen to it. You, you, you have Audible, right? Uh, I do. All right. So on, he just, I think it was just published two or three days ago. Just look up Yo-Yo Ma. It's called, um, it is called... The, I'll, I'll definitely, if you recommend it, I'll definitely yeah, try well, let's it. Let's see. Let me, let me tell you. It's called Beginner's Mind. Here, right here. Just Beginner's Mind. Yo -yo oh, wow. Right okay. there. 
I love listen, it. Listen to it and tell me what you think. Okay. I love it. I love it. You know, so I, I want to share with you one last thing. Good. I know you got to jump here and uh, I'm writing, I'm writing a book right now and it's uh, it's not about LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's about your greatest power. Mm. Your greatest power is your power to choose. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting book. There's not a lot of copy on there. There's maybe like a small paragraph on each page. And then it's going to have very dynamic, powerful, inspirational, visual images mm-hmm. you can look at. And it's only going to be about 40 pages. Oh, great. Great. For someone's coffee table. Yeah. And that yeah. way you'll actually look at it and read it mm-hmm. and inspire you. You Good. like that idea? I love it. That's great. And, and it also, uh, I, I'd, I'll challenge you. I'd like to see that also online with music behind it. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. And, and you can drop in some video as well. Oh, I love that. That is that is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's a that's a that's a nugget that I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to actually This is my book that you know, that's sitting up on Amazon that I got put together with uh, uh, Amazon, what it's uh, Kindle Direct Publishing. And what what occurs to me, people have said, well, why don't you put that into Audible? Well, OK, I can read it into Audible. It's got 60 pages, not a big deal. But then I started thinking this is stories uh, from my clients of what they've, you know, the problems and how EOS, how they used EOS to get to the next level. Right. And I thought, oh, so why don't I, in, in putting that together, why don't I also go to them and ask them to tell me about what happened? And as we finish each story, just drop in their comments. Wow. Oh, I love it. How about that? Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, hey, this has been awesome. All right. I look, I look forward to um, us, you know, kind of picking up the conversation on another podcast. We will. We and, will. Um, I want to. I want to thank everybody who's listening. Um, keep listening to Will. This is a sharp, smart guy. You all know that. But um, uh, thank you for all the things you're doing in the entrepreneurial community and giving back the way you are. Thanks a lot, Ira. And, and for those listening, this is just one more example of how, even in the midst of a pandemic, businesses can thrive. Exactly. Adapt and thrive. You've been listening to The Pilgrim on the 405 with Will Christ. 